So welcome to another episode of the Shredder Show. Today we've got something very different. I haven't actually done this before. So um, they've got the self-proclaimed and actually called by our clients, the power couple of Dan and Jade, who are head coaches in terms of performance and for the female side of things with Jade, um, who obviously live together, they're married, and they're gonna, we're going to talk through today about how couples can succeed more and support each other more, and also the process of training together, dieting together, and how you can basically work together as a team and actually support each other and understand each other more. So firstly, uh, thank you for Dan and Jade both coming on. It was actually their idea because it's probably a good thing to talk about. Um, first thing I would say, what, what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about um, couples being in a relationship and also both being into fitness together and both trying to get into shape together? Because I think a lot of people think you may end up arguing and trying to kill each other all the time. I think um, I think it's good if you if you both want to do it. Um, for us, I think we just need to, I think the biggest thing we need to put across is that it, that it can work. Okay. Everything can work. Um, and I think what people might need to understand is that it's going to take a bit of planning, like everything in life. Once you plan things out correctly, it all becomes a bit easy. I mean, like backstory, me and Jade have been together for nearly 17 years. Um, and it hasn't, hasn't always been a fitness journey. The last fitness journey has probably been the last eight years where we both had different goals and we both motivated each other to, to do it. But this last sort of few months has been sort of a real testing for ourselves because we've both been dieting for the photo shoot. So um, while moving house, whilst moving house. So it's um, I don't think it's anything that anyone should be worried about. But I just think that if you've got someone to coach you along the way, because Jade is my coach, part time coach, I'm her part time coach. But you got to remember to have two two hats on at, at different times, right? Because you need to be that coach that supports them, but you also need to be the partner, the wife, the husband, because otherwise things can break down, right? I think also, like as you're saying, like people think that it can't be done because people are going to argue, people aren't going to get on. People, are, this happens, right? That does happen. But you have to be stronger than that. You have to kind of break that down and understand that it is only short term. And there are results and goals at the end of it. And again, it's like with any goal, it's thinking back to your why. And yes, you're doing it as a couple, but that actually needs to be more beneficial because you're doing it together. You've got someone to support you rather than go against yeah. you. Um, and I think with having each other to support each other, it has spurred us on even more. But also, if we are going to stray in any way, we are there to help each other mm. in the same aspect. But then again, you could kind of go, it's a bit of both. It's um, you could stray because you're both on it together or you could not. So it's, it's a hard one sometimes. Mm. It's just understanding what you really want out of your transformation or your decision that you're doing at the moment. Has it? It's actually, this is an interesting story. So and I hope you don't mind bringing this up. So Dan, quite frankly, I don't know how the word, but it used to be quite fat. Now, yeah. very fat, not quite fat. Very, very fat. Very how fat. much weight have you lost? How much weight have you lost, Dan? I mean, to, to date now, I've gone from 105 down to 66. Okay, so, and and well, I know the backstory of this, but how did? What was the breaking point that came with this? Of you having a pivotal moment and having to change with this? Because so long story short, because I will tell the story. No, I, I just go on. I go on. Jane will go on forever. So long story short, I've been always been into training. I've been doing this now for nearly 14, 15 years. Jade had a car accident, which we all know about. We can listen to the podcast about that. Um, and part of her rehab was she started to build herself back up. Along the way, she got herself fit, became a personal trainer, um, started in, you know, embracing the fitness lifestyle. Meanwhile, me, always still going to the gym, however, had a different job then. And um, I used to go to the cafe every day and eat bad food. And 
although I was strong, my weight was going out of control. Um, and then before you know it, I'm huge. Jade's in shape, <laughs> eating healthy food. And we used to have arguments about her not wanting to eat the bad food, et cetera. So um, I basically sat him down. I am going to interrupt. I basically sat him down and said, look, we're both going different ways, different paths. And we need to sort that out because it's not that I don't love with love you. It's that I'm not in love with the situation at the moment. And you either sort yourself out or you jog yeah. on, mate. So really? That was my first. That was my first opportunity to change, and I had two options. There, it was either lose a relationship or lose the weight. So I chose to lose the weight. Again, when we talk to clients about having a big enough why, that why was pretty big enough to me, right? Because otherwise, it'd be like, well, I've lost everything. Um, anyway, I, I did it, and you know what? And I tell people this story because I did it with no my fitness power. I just intuitively ate better and just moved my backside a lot more. And before I know it, I'd lost 20 kilos and I started to look good and feel good. And I would say it's only been the last few years where I've dialed it in further and further and further to the point where these last eight weeks getting ready for this photo shoot, I've actually reached the best shape of my life even later. So I'm 32 years old, obviously the oldest, but I'm in the best shape ever. So that but this isn't kind of to say that I was just being absolutely nasty and saying, because you're fat, I don't want to be with you because that wasn't it. It was because we were leading different lifestyles. We were wanting different things. We were growing apart. So my thing was we need to grow together. And he did enjoy parts of my life, but he used to get annoyed that I didn't want a kebab. And yeah. that used to just break us. Um, and I still wanted bad foods and good foods. Again, there's no bad food or good food. It's just making sure that we were growing together and I felt we weren't. And once I told him about that, he realized we weren't and we needed to change. And we did. Yeah. Never look back. So what, what was the biggest thing that, um, you implemented that made that change? I mean, do you have to focus on improving communication within that? Yeah. So once I took the, the uh, took it on board at the initial stage where Jay was like, you've got to do something. So you obviously have to listen, you have to think, and you think, do you want this bad enough? And then you have to make change. And again, that change was made by myself because, and it was purely from intuitive point of view where I was just eating less food and I just wanted it bad enough. And then again, as things start to develop, you start to understand nutrition a bit more. You start to training, understand training a bit more and it gets easier. It's always Be that building better habits. Yeah, it's it? always that initial start, but then also the relationship starts to improve because obviously Jade starts to get happier at the same time. So then that motivates you to push harder, to push more. Um, and then you kind of just go down many different rabbit holes. So like, I mean, looking, looking back now is like, it was a crazy situation. I wish I'd done it sooner, but like from a standpoint now where it's, it's a bit weird because um, these, this last couple of months have been strange. There's been times where, well, in fact, it still is now, Jade is on more food than me, um, which, is, which, is, which is another challenge in its own. Like being, uh, Charlie knows me personally, being a greedy person and Jade is eating more food than me is a bit like, oh shit, like what am I doing? Yeah, it makes me feel really bad when I'm obviously on the other end of the spectrum. I, I can't get enough, enough food in and he's having to restrict but again, that's balancing and working out as a couple, working what works for you. And I find that at the moment, because Dan is still dieting, still trying to work himself out and trying to find out what's working for him, he is making more of his own meals and not my meals because I'm eating a hell of a lot more food and I'm just having to make up for that. But it's nice because actually we're working that out as a couple and we're working out what is going to be more beneficial for us rather than kind of just on our own. Yeah. It's 
works as a couple. That's but the biggest thing. Yeah, like when we go into a mode where we're we're, we're getting on it, should we say? I'm not going to say any sort of prep because it isn't prep. But when we're on it, we we are on it together, and we've started this process enough times together where we listen. It, it has to be. I don't know how hard it is to explain. Put it this way: me and Jade have shook hands and fist bumped many occasion where we're going to start today and we're going to do this and a week later we're, we're doing the opposite this is how it goes when sometimes you encourage each other to eat the bad foods right there's been honestly charlie about 20 occasions where we sat down you wake up in the morning on a monday morning come over to me after a shower and do this and i'm like oh i know what's happening now literally put his fist out and i, I fist bump him and he goes from today and i'm like dan <laughs> i said you said that last sunday mate sort it out because it's not him so to put context into this this relationship and and being in the fitness industry and training we me and jada are each other's training partners as well i am the i am the one that is easily led astray right i'm the one who's weaker than jade jade is very good with being on track i'm the one because this is my old old dan the fat self is still in the back of his mind thinking wanting more food right so i have to watch it and yeah i always end up being the one that breaks it. it's very well it's never actually jade it's me um but she tries to help me as much as i can i suppose and that's the challenge for you is you've kind yeah. of got to every time i say it you've got to go along with me but you, it's 50 50 whether it's going to stick or not right yeah and you kind of need to learn when i can i can kind of give in and let him have a little bit more and let him fail or whether I need to be that helping hand and push him a little bit harder. And sometimes that's nasty. Sometimes that is the hard bit of saying, no, Dan, stop. He'll get the ump, all right, like a little child and be like, oh, I really want to do that. And you have to kind of stick to your ground because you know what's going to be more beneficial for him. Like it's the most beneficial thing is to help him with his goals but sometimes you have to be nasty to be nice sometimes and that's the same with coaching like you need to kind of be real with people I think um I think what's important right is to understand that in a relationship who has got further to go so who who has got the most progress so far so for example Jade's in better shape than me she always has been I think it she's almost got to take the weight on her shoulders to say right Dan I'm going to make sure you do what you've got to do even sacrificing herself sometimes by, you know, not eating certain foods because I can't have them, et cetera. And that works well. It's not forever. This is what we try and explain to everyone, right? This isn't forever. Yeah. So like when, sorry, go on. That, 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 what you said actually there is very interesting is in terms of Jay not having foods that, uh, like, because like even for example, like say for example, Jay could eat what she wanted, for example, if she starts ordering pizza, like Domino's and shit like that, and you, you're starving, that's going to cause a natural conflict and the likelihood of you then going off the rails is going to increase massively. The good thing about that is, is that I know she would never do that. But again, people listening to this podcast could be in a relationship where their partner could potentially do that. And what I'd say is from my point of view where I'm not having that food, please don't do it. But then from Jay's point of view saying, you've got to stick with that partner. You've got to support them through this period because it's not going to be forever. There will come a time where you can order that food, but right now they need your support. And that's what's helped me get through is having the support of Jade. Yeah. A lot, a lot of clients do find this quite hard because if their partner isn't on board, either whether they aren't doing the same sort of journey or they just aren't really in that same mindset, it is very, very hard for someone to stick at it. It is. Um, and that becomes where you need a coach, you need a friend, you need someone else mm. outside that circle that will support you um, and will help you when that person isn't. Because not every partner is going to be on the same goal as you. Not every partner is going to want the same goals. And it's all about what you want, really. 
um, and finding a nice balance. And if you've got someone to support you, that is what matters. Because again, lots of people listen this, listen to this, won't have a partner that they're going to tell this about, or won't have a partner at all. And that's not a problem. It's making sure that you've got someone to reach yeah. out to and someone to support you. I think when it comes to understanding that you're going like, I don't know, prepping for a photo shoot or anything like that, it's being mindful that the other person might not be doing that. I might not agree with any of it, but they still need your support. So you just need to be vocal and be able to share your opinions and share what you want to do because if you don't have that support it's going to be harder 100% I think would you agree that the key to that is that making them understand from the beginning why you want to do this yeah definitely it's the that conversation has to be had and has to be drilled in it's like when we were doing um prepping for the photo shoot just just now Dan said to me at the beginning there is a couple of things I don't want you to do. And I was like, well, really? Because you can't say to me, you are hungry because that is just rubbing it in because I know you're on like twice as many calories as me. So all of a sudden you saying you're hungry just reminds me yeah, how I hungry I, I am. I said that I, I gave it about a week and then I was like, Joe, can I tell you something? She's like, what? I was like, please don't say to me you're starving or hungry because one, you're fucking not because I am. <laughs> but um, I was like, no, it's a real trigger for me because I'm trying to push through it. Um, again, because it's temporary, right? I'm pushing through this period because I want to get the results. And um, so a real, real story now, short, was I'm getting ready now because I want to stand next to you in Marbella and be in good shape next to you. So if I'm being honest with you, that is why I'm hustling so hard now because I want us two to be in the best shape there. There we um, go. That's a goal for me as well. You quit. But alongside Jade, honestly, coming, we'll, take, we'll take a photo shoot, all three of us. No, I'm, I'm serious, Jade has mentioned to me to me before, you want to stand there and look as good as Charlie or look better than Charlie. I'm like, yeah, in your own body, obviously yeah, 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 right. there is a different, yeah. a different comparison yeah, because no one is ever the same. We're Charlie's not trying twice to compare. the size of me. Right. But like we're, me and Charlie are so competitive and we get on so well when we're together. And it's like, I want to be the ones me and you that look the best. Right. And we practice what we preach and we do it. And it's like, that's exactly what I'm doing it for now. If I'm being honest with you. And I would say with the comparison thing, I think the most important thing for people to realize is like, and I even used to realize that there's only one Dan Simmons. And it's like, yeah, the yeah. greatest Dan Simmons. There's only one Charlie Johnson. Like someone referred to me once as uh, the Walmart version of Mike Thurston. I was like, I'll take that. I was like, Walmart are pretty successful. But like, yeah. like exactly. You Walmart are one of the folks being the best you, best you are um, rather than trying to compare yourself to other people, which I think is where a lot of people go wrong. And even in couples, I see it where, like, say, for example, men generally tend to lose body fat much quicker than women if they have a lot of fat to lose. Yeah. women can then often get frustrated in terms of why am I not losing as much weight? Well, if the guy weighs 100 kilos and you weigh 60, he's got more weight to lose. He's going to lose faster yeah. than you. It's yeah. simple well, it, aspects. Yeah. And that's so the we're the opposite here. Yeah. yeah. Like we're, I, I can drop weight really quickly and have to be very, very mindful of the amount that I eat because I will lose weight very quickly. Um, whether it's body fat, whether it's muscle, whatever, I just drop weight. So I have to be very consistent with that but that's me having a really good metabolism and that's through years of training the way I do and the years of knowing what to do and when I want to I can dial it right in but for Dan it's the opposite so we might go jump on the scales and I've lost a kilo and Dan's only lost half a kilo and yet I've had, had twice as yeah. much food as him and it's, that's hard I think that's that's the mental thing is understanding that the progress and the results will come at different times even though you're doing it together and I think you've got to be fully aware of 
if you boast about having a, a, a you know like a win or something like that and your partner potentially hasn't i think you need to be very in tune with each other and understand that what part of their journey they're going through if they're at the early stages and who knows what's going to happen you know if you're both looking pretty good then fine you know you can kind of you know oh, i look better this week and they can say yeah so do i but at the early stages if anyone who's listening to this are getting into it together just be very patient and be very be very conscious of what you're saying to each other within regards to how well you're progressing because it might you know tip the other person over the edge and thinking well i'm not getting bloody anywhere and then all of a sudden this person's saying oh yeah i'm looking better this week so yeah for example if i weigh myself i will not mention it until Dan has weighed himself and Dan is ready to talk about it because I know I would have lost more than him, most likely, yeah. right? So I won't mention it until he goes, oh, I've lost this. Yeah, yeah. And he's all pumped up about it. If I'm, he's not pumped up about it, I won't mention it because I know my ways around Dan and the way that's going to benefit his journey. That's it. And it's for him, this is about his journey and I always need to be supportive it's of that. Isn't it? it's, it's just about being patient with each other, I think. I think what's really important as well is just reminding me of something is that um, something I became very aware of was like being aware of the language you use when you talk about other people. So to give an example, I remember younger, my weight used to balloon up and down and my mum would literally call me like, you've gotten fat. And then she'd be like, you're too skinny. And I'm like, Fuck, I can't fucking win. And then I remember when I first time I competed, I used to work in a stage just then, people literally would say to other people, it's like, is he sick? Like, is, he, yeah. is there something wrong with him? Because like, to fair, I get super gaunt in the face. But like people were generally were saying stuff like that to me. And then that starts to make you second guess yourself. And in particular, like when you're dieting as well as like a guy, if someone says like, you've gotten really skinny, what's happened to you? You're like, oh, fuck, like... I've done it wrong. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's exactly, that is exactly what's been happening to me all week and all last week. I've got half people I speak to going, oh, you've lost so much weight. Oh, oh you look skinny. You look like this. And, and then they'll say, how much weight have you lost? And then how much weight have you gained? And I'll turn around and say, I've lost this much weight. Oh, my God. And then they go, how much weight have you gained? Oh, my God. And there, again, it's total ends of the spectrum whether you've gained that much weight so quickly or you've lost that much weight so quickly, there's never a happy medium. No one is ever happy for you apart from you. And to have someone turn around to you and say, oh, you look really skinny, you don't look well, that's not helping anybody. I don't go around the street and tell people that they look overweight or look skinny. Like, think about your words before you say them. Like, there is no one's opinion that matters more than your own. Mm. But as soon as someone voices their opinion, that gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Now, whether it's good or bad, an opinion gets stuck in your head. And I get it all the time. My dad said it to be at the weekend because he'd seen the photos that had been come through. They look awesome. I was like, he was like, oh, you look you look very skinny. I'm like, is that the word you're looking for? Because I don't think you've picked the right one there. Because one, I'm not skinny for starters. I've still got body fat to lose. But I'm like, you ain't got a clue. You just haven't got a clue. And it's understanding that people don't know what they're saying. They don't understand the context. They don't know the right got... language to use. No, because they're not in the fitness industry, are they? They don't do this as fitness. They don't do it for health. I'm like, well, I could say to him, well, you look very like you've had lots of cigarettes because he still smokes. So I'm like, <laughs> what's the word? Yeah, exactly. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But it's um, being in a relationship is, is very helpful because you're in it with someone else together. Often enough, I think you should start goals together. Um, you can't if you have one person on it and one person not on it 
it's going to be very conflicting. If you understand the context and the language you need to use, 100% that's going to help. Understand that you're going to be going through the journey at different rates, but still support each other. But then also remember that you're, you've got a relationship. Alongside this fitness journey, you still have a relationship to sort of have at the end of this journey, right? So you need to make sure that when you when you finished it, you talk about the things you are going to do. Like we're going to do this. We're going to go on holiday. You know, we're coming to Dubai and things like that. It's like that's the that's the end goal. Right now is temporary. The end goal is once we finish with Dubai, we can relax, do what we want, and go back to normal lives whilst maintaining this new physique. That's cool. What do you find? You get ratty with each other when you're tongue tired and hungry. Yeah, I get ratty anyway. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't say. To be honest, I'm not one of them people that just get overly ratty. I'm quite high-tempered and if something annoys me, I will get frustrated so I'm trying to tuck, open something and I'll, I can't open it. That's just me as a person. But I wouldn't get ratty at a situation. I think the only thing that's happened now is that lower, as soon as Dan starts lowering his calories, he notices that he's short-tempered more than I notice he's short-tempered. And that really annoys him because he's not a short-tempered person. So I think he notices more than I notice. Yeah. I don't like it. But again, it's part of the process sometimes and you can't control that. But one thing we've done recently from a, a couple's relationship point of view is that if we find we're getting short with each other, we don't sit there and start having an argument about it. In one conversation, I could be like short and blunt or whatever with Jane, she doesn't like it. But in literally the next sentence, we're back to normal. Like we haven't, that hasn't gone in and been acknowledged like, Earlier, she said to me about something. I was like, what? Like that? But I didn't and I just mean... turned around and gave him a dirty look. And was like, why would you speak to me like that? <laughs> but then, And then it... he just changed the conversation. But then because we, he learned. knows that he's done that. Like he, literally, I came in. I, I said to you, like, I thought you were having this for breakfast. And I just said it quite loud. And he went, what? At me. And I just turned around and gave him a dirty look. I was like, why would you speak to me like that? That was my look. Um, then and then that was it. Then done. Move. I think we aren't a couple that argue as much. If you've got something to say, we'll just get it out there. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of our lucky point is that we never really well, listen, argue. 17 years together doesn't stand for nothing. Like we we get on really well. Um, yeah, we get tested at times, but that's life. And I think people are often too quick to throw things in the bin, um, especially within regards to relationships when the times gets tough. But do you know what? Like it's not always going to be happy days. Like there's going to be ups and downs, but that's life. And if you can do it, and you know that that person you're with, when it's good, is really good, then it makes up for any of the bad times. What's been the biggest challenge um, of, say, for example, dieting together before this photo shoot? Um, biggest challenge, Jay being on more food than me, 100%. Because, again, I my food was getting lower and lower and lower. Jade reached a point halfway through the, the, the sort of eight weeks. We gave ourselves eight weeks, guys, to commit, like eight weeks that was a fist bump that never changed. That was a serious fist bump that worked. Um, and for eight weeks, hand on heart, like I didn't have anything off plan, anything off my macros. Um, Jeremy was giving me my macros, albeit lowering them every week. And Jade reached a point halfway through where she was already in shape there. So she had to start going up her calories. Whereas me, I still have to keep going down. So she's able to have more food. And I don't know it's more food, only when I look at the plate and I'm like, you can have more than me. And it kind of, you just got to zone in and you just got to focus and be like, Dan, you're getting the results that you're looking for. Um, I mean, a real story, a, a real story that happened on Sunday is that I, so a long story short, guys, I, at the end of this prep said, I'll give myself a week off. I didn't, I felt so good that on Monday morning last week, I said, I'm getting straight back on track. 
I fucked up because I should have gave myself a little break. Come Saturday, me and Jade had a free meal, some free food, a lot of it. And Sunday, I was like, nope, I'm going to be on track Sunday. We fasted all day because I wanted to fast because I felt bloated. And come 5 p.m., I had this realization that I was going back into a hole tomorrow and it was like time's running out and I need to have the food that's still in the house. And I was almost in tears with emotional state thinking, I don't know what to do because... He actually nearly cried over food. Yeah, because I was like, oh my God, I didn't give myself that week off and I should have just... And I did. I let myself have a biscuit here and there. I had Toblerone, whatever I kind of freely wanted. Not that I had more than like 2,000. 600 calories but that's that's the biggest test of the relationship because i've said to jade one thing and she's kind of got to go against the grain and be like agree with me she said to me dan what do you want me to say and i said to her hand on heart i want you to agree with me let me do what i want to do tonight i.e have some more free food to get back on it tomorrow morning and that's exactly what we did do but that whole day was an emotional stress and that is real life guys like i would i haven't said that to anyone but i don't care i'll tell anyone things to anyone but But, yeah that's a learning curve though right yeah, 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 100%. But like, as I've done this dieting thing before for photo shoots, I know that I need to give myself a couple of days off. Like, okay, I still track the amount of protein I have, but I'm not tracking all my food. And if I want to have a cup of tea and a couple of biscuits, I can have that for that week. And then if I want to get back on it, I can get back on it. And that for me gives me that time to kind of just readjust. It's kind of like having a diet break and not feeling like you mm. need to kind of go full pet kill yeah. the whole time. Dan felt so amazing after the weekend that he was like, no, I don't need a diet break. <laughs> I don't need this. I'm going to keep going. I went, well, do that if you want to do it. I was but, wrong, guys. I, I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, the, no, it doesn't work. I was you need wrong. A break. Because on the final hour on Sunday afternoon, he was crying. I was <laughs> worrying time was running out. But anyway, have you experienced that? Yeah, 100%. I literally, what, what it reminded me of, though, not so much maybe food, but it was, uh, training. I remember, I think, the second time I competed or something, like the day afterwards, I went into train legs and go nuts. Like, it was a really dumb idea, and I still did it anyway. But I think I hurt my knee or something. But, like, you know, when you're like, you know, logic and emotion, like, emotion always overrides logic normally. So you end up doing what you think emotion is a good idea. But that's actually why, like, in terms of people with, like, sick progress and stuff, you were a prime example of it then that, when you see progress, it's addictive, right? When you start to see your abs coming through a bit more, you look a bit more detailed, you're like, fuck, I want to keep going with this. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for anyone listening who struggles with that. If you've never seen progress and you struggle for motivation, that's why. Because you never actually get the progress to get motivated. And that's where it's not about motivation. It's the discipline, like commitment to start and discipline to keep going for a little bit. Progress comes providing you're doing the right thing. And then from seeing the results, the motivation will come from there. It's a double-ended sword because you get people that don't see it and then don't progress but you see the people that do see it and then they get obsessed with it and then it's it's all a mind game then the whole thing is a mind game basically mm, but i but definitely think getting leaner and being addicted to being more in shape is is more important because you you've made that commitment you've you've gone past that point of no return almost yeah and it's the whole thing's um as you pretty much described entirely through this is uh self-awareness and coming like a deep understanding of yourselves then when you're in a couple understanding each other like uh, jay's obviously very in tune with you and how you think what triggers you like with food or emotionally or whatever and probably knows how to manage you better than probably yourself i'm very yeah 100 percent. i i am also very in tune with myself um but again jade knows it and that's we've built that on on a relationship level um personal like as a like a loving relationship as well as a sort of get shit done relationship and also that's what i do with my clients as well 
but we're also yeah jade jade and me we have very personal relationships with our clients as well because we want to get this across to try and make it as easy as possible for them but also have someone for them to talk to if they are perhaps going through this alone so that's why we kind of stand out and we get awesome results with the clients because we've got this touch point that we try and get with them um i'm emotionally invested yeah. in all of my clients because that we care. becomes we all care. everything we're all that's... the same all the coaches at cj coaching we all care like we're not just here to i'll oh, do this and do that and not worry about it like we actually care about what you're doing so well that's the thing that people don't understand it's like human beings are emotional creatures we're not machines and it's actually understanding the psychology of the individual and like more, nothing more so than nutrition it's like some people like higher carb diets some people like higher fat diets yep. some people like certain types of food some people like different things and it's understanding that and what works for that person in their lifestyle that's really the key to long-term success i think um yeah 100 things that helped me along this prep one being jade two books i've been reading a lot of books um of an evening stop scrolling through social media of an evening and reading books instead um watching stuff on youtube um like educational stuff about um you know potentially alternate diets um different scientists talking about different um you know way carbs are insulin spikes and things like that because i have a genuine interest in nutrition um things like that have kept me motivated and there's always there's something to do i go and walk the dogs i keep myself as active as possible and it's been fine the rest of it is just in the mind and you're just literally ticking off the days the post-it notes are back out in the kitchen i'm ready i'm, I'm on it again what's um training as a couple any tips for that uh wear your headphones <laughs> and don't get ratty yeah <laughs> so I, I, like, i'm a if, terrible person to train with now i've realized i need to have my headphones oh, on really time. yeah like, yeah i think I, I like my headphones and a lot I, I wear headphones the whole time um and we'll take them out to ask them a question and it'll be a point blank question what is next or it'll be how many and it'll just be them sort of things i won't have a conversation with dan we know that when we're in the gym it's time to train and um, we can have a laugh, but we don't need to. That's not what it's about. Yeah. We're in there. We like to get it done and then leave. But when we're in the gym, I think because we are both very, very driven, we can just go, right, what is it? What is it? What is it? And we're kind of just yeah. on the same. It's almost like we come out of the training session with a blur being like, that was good. And like we didn't really speak to each other. It was like my, my program is on my phone and she normally just looks at it. Um, you've got to potentially train... If you're training together, like we don't just go to the gym together and Jade goes off one side, I go off the other side. We actually train everything together. I spot Jade, Jade spots me. So one, you've got to follow the same training program. And this is where we come down to the fact that there is no women's plan and there is no men's plan. It's for everyone, right? Jade might be lifting different weights. I think from, from a partner point of view, understand potentially what you're, this isn't just your wife or your husband or whatever. This is your training partner know roughly what weights they'll be lifting right have in your head not just about yourself think about what they might be lifting so you can help them out like me and jada doing bench press i know that she'll probably go to 40 kilos and she'll probably know that i'll go up to 80 90 or 100 so we, we've already got that in our head like what our numbers roughly are um and it makes it a lot easier doesn't it like we, yeah. we know that i know jay can do all the movements um again this is taking time right but it's if you're starting to train together just be patient with each other and actually listen and learn the other person's training a little bit. Invest a bit of time into them and understand how they're feeling with the movements. Are they struggling with certain movements? Do they need help with certain things? And I know most of Jay's numbers, which is quite cool. Like you probably just know all your numbers, Charlie, but I've got like in my head, I've got the matrix. I've got Jade's as well as mine. Because um, it makes it a lot easier. And I, and I generally have an interest in everyone's training. I think the other thing to be aware of is the one thing we 
you do do wrong in the gym is you expect me to know what's next. So if there is a training plan and we're following it that day and yeah, it's on his phone. I, I do that there. when people train with me sometimes. Yeah. And he'll just he'll just look at me and expect that I know where we're going I in the gym. Off, I just walk off. And, and I'm like, all right then, mate. See you later, yeah? And he's walked off the other end of the gym and he goes, oh, it's this now. And I'm like, well, how did I know? And obviously his phone isn't up on the screen or anything. So I'm just expected to learn. But that doesn't become a ratty point. That doesn't become a point where I need to kind of go, what did you not tell me? You just get on with it. Yeah, you just it's your training partner. Act like they're your training partner, not your husband Let or your wife. Let me tell you something, guys. If you get emotionally uh, you know, attached in the gym or whatever, or you have an emotional breakdown in the gym, it will ruin your session. So at all costs, do not let an argument or anything negative prop out or don't talk about work. Don't talk about something that's annoyed you because Jade could tell me something about something and it'll be like, you've rattled me now. You're, you've annoyed me. And I just want to go in there and train. Like, honestly. So that's when you kind of go to yourself. Yeah, you're my husband <laughs> or my wife, but you're also my training partner. So separate the two. That's the hardest bit, but you need to do that because they're there to do a job. They're there to be your training partner, yeah. not your husband and not your wife, yeah, your training partner. Whether it was Dan or it was someone else, whether I've got Charlie there instead, he's my training partner. That's what it is. That's and the purpose of my job. For yeah. That, for that hour and a half, I'm a training partner, so I don't need to listen to the bullshit. But I think that's one of the important things to understand as well. So even so, for example, when I train, I'm not, not that I'm not myself, but for example, if I'm going to go and do like 60 kilo dumbbell press, I'm probably not going to be fucking around and being an idiot beforehand because I'm not in the zone of what I think about doing. That's how you actually end up getting hurt because people this aren't paying attention to what they're doing. 100%. And this is probably why me and you, for example, we know we could say I'm very selective who I train with. Like I can't happily train with you. You're fine to train with. But there's people that I just don't want to train with because they just muck about too much. They're just not not in the zone and it messes up your session, you know? You're like and they start asking lots of questions. Why are we doing this? What's that? And you're like, it. just do it, please. That's just what do I it. say. If people want to train with me, I say, listen, you can train with me, but just do what I say. And if they do that, one, they'll have an awesome session. Two, you'll have a happy Dan. I was just thinking you're going to enjoy the heat when you come here. The last three people who've trained legs with me basically end up being sick. So oh, oh, yeah, no, we don't do that. We love the heat. Yeah. When we train. Oh, oh yeah. Love it. It's like 42 degrees inside one of the gyms. That you'd be enjoy in that. the gym? Yeah. One of the air cons doesn't work properly in one of the rooms. It's bad. In the leg room conveniently as well. Jeez. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have some good training sessions. It's been a while. It's nearly been the last time we trained together was December. Yeah. It's been quite a while. It's been, it's been, it's been um, a long time. Yeah, me and Charlie just get it when we train. We just get on with it, don't we? Just get it done. But then I think the key thing with that, and anyone who's listening to this, is like we don't talk about bullshit. Like, what time? Oh, I don't know. This sounds pretty really stupid. I get people like other online trainers stop me asking me like dumb questions. What time of day should I post on Instagram? It's like fuck's sake, like, like <laughs> go on <now>. Google. <laughs> like you should have told them now. You should be you should be doing it now. <laughs> well, I, I sometimes think I just give people really dumb at like three o'clock in the morning, like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things, focus on what you are actually doing in, in the place you're there to be for. Like I'll talk to people when I'm done, but like during the session, I don't really want to fuck around. And that's one of the reasons I have my headphones because people don't tend to try and talk to you so much. It's good. And uh, that's the thing that I've really gotten into recently is having different playlists, different playlists can set me up with different moods. It's really, really, I don't know. You, later in life now, as we're getting older, you're trying to, you know, cherish the precious things that are so simple that give you the most bang for your buck being as less stressed as possible, you know, try not to be this social media animal, just taking a bit of time to yourself and enjoying the outside and whatever. But I think um, it's just, if anyone here who's in a couple, who's in a relationship and then wants to get coaching as a couple, 
you can have me and Jade as your coaches. We work very well with clients that are husband and wife. I normally train the husband, Jade normally trains the wife. Again, the meal plans will be in harmony and things like that. We get it. And often enough, me and Jade end up talking about the, the clients and how we're going to plot out their next move and things like that, which is really good. But because we care, yeah, which is quite it's quite interesting. Sitting at dinner talking about our, our clients. Oh, this person's done that. That person, yeah. yeah, it's really good. What would be to summarize? What would be the top three tips for couples to looking looking to get in shape? Communication. Understand what you're going into before you do it. Again, you can listen to this podcast back and understand and listen to some of the struggles we've had. Um, so top tips are communication, talk before you start. Remember, however long the prep is going to be, it's not going to be forever. And what happens in that time happens in that time. Don't take it to heart. And then once you get there, enjoy yourselves. Remember the reason why you're together. There we go. Three. Some solid advice. Um, so if anyone enjoyed this, make sure you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and go check out Dan and Jade at SimmonsFitness.com, SimmonsFitness.com, SimmonsFitness on Instagram. Uh, and if you want help with your own fitness journey, if you hit the link below the podcast, you can book in a free call in terms of how you can join the team, coached by Dan, Jade, me, or whoever you want. And we'll see you in the next episode of The Shredder Show.